announced that in November it will launch its new streaming service called Disney Plus. As in, you now have to get Disney plus Hulu plus Netflix plus Amazon plus a PlayStation plus cable. Even though in the end you'll say, "Ah,、yeah, there's nothing good on. Let's just watch Law and Order." <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to switch one out. I'm probably going to drop Netflix for the Disney thing when it comes out. I didn't realize it has all 30 seasons of The Simpsons on the new Disney thing. Yeah, yeah. Netflix has got to be scared. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because there's a lot of people that will swap out rather than add to, don't you think? Yes. Yeah, clearly. It, it was not going to help Netflix a bit.、Hmm. Positive, Sean. Have you been following the stock? Uh, Netflix the, stock.、Uh, Netflix went down a little bit.、Uh, Disney popped a bunch after、oh, yeah. after the announcement.、Um, I don't know if it'll be as binary as Disney or Netflix. But there's certainly going to be a streaming budget that households have, sure, and they're going to have to figure out which ones they want to get. Yep, or yep. at least we all should have, and not just let all these subscriptions to everything add up over time. And they can, ah, as part of a conversation like that over the weekend, various people、uh, comparing their combined cable, phone, if they have that, and, and internet service bills, and how、uh, exorbitant they can be. You got a newspaper or two, or whatever else you're on, and. It adds up. Sure, you, Apple Music, maybe. Yeah, what have you? Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you added them up, it'd be shocking. That's why I don't. Yeah, yeah, That's what a smart consumer does. <laughs> better not to know. Right. You people who know what you're spending on what, you're miserable. I'm happy over here. I couldn't give up one of my music streaming services. I love that.、Uh-huh. Just love it, even though it's ripping off artists. <laughs> I、uh, just that that's something I gotta have. But there、uh-huh. are other things I could do without, and I probably should. For、uh, instance, watching... HBO, which you haven't watched in a decade. No, rarely.、Mm. I catch Bill Maher every now and then. Okay, there you go. Are they running old episodes of Games and Thrones? Yes, all the time.、Uh, yeah, yeah. And if you have the subscription, you have the on-demand stuff. Oh, can... so I could go back to season one if I wanted. To. Oh, absolutely. Oh, that's what、go. Judy and I are doing. Yeah. yeah. There, there you go.、Yeah. So, see, I could get some value out of my HBO for the first time in nine years. Right. Exactly. Making you a smart consumer like <laughs> me. I do think you coming in watching some of the season one while everybody's talking about the fun. Well, what's up with these Starks? And you're here just asking questions from the first season. Family, Ned Stark, a hero. We could use him in the White House. I don't watch much TV at all. And like, if you coming out of the weekend, what did I log the most time with? Probably C-SPAN two, and you get that for free, don't you? Isn't that a free channel? Nobody knows. anywhere you live. I don't know. C-SPAN, probably isn't, yes. Isn't that just like the live? Congressional hearings.、Channel? C-SPAN is C-SPAN two is the even more interesting nonfiction authors all weekend、oh、long talking about their latest book. That's my channel. God、um, bless you. Washington Post over the weekend with this headline: In sharp contrast with other 2020 hopefuls, Sanders courts Trump voters. He's no Swalwell. <clears throat> Many Democrats across the country are unconvinced that Senator Bernie Sanders' risky strategy will work. Critics increasingly fear he has a real shot at the nomination, given his solid base of support in the deeply fractured Democratic field. And those critics are critics because they don't think that he would win in a national election against Trump. Right, which is really interesting. They would, for the second time in a row, run the only person in America who could lose to Trump. They quoted a bunch of、uh, unnamed sources. One on the record, Representative Kurt Schrader, Democrat of Oregon. If Sanders wins the nomination, Trump will be president again. I will guarantee it. Kurt Schrader of Oregon is wrong. He's completely wrong. Over the weekend, Bernie gave a couple of speeches in Trump strongholds, obviously targeting people who voted for Donald Trump, and going with the message that you were lied to by Trump. He's a pathological liar. 
Um, what he promised you is not true. Where all the other candidates are just trying to, you know, super motivate the base of the Democratic Party, the 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 the, the left wing, right. and just you know really get them whipped out, get the turn up high, and and win that way. Yeah. Bernie's going straight at the people that voted for Trump. I think Bernie's out of his mind policy wise in a lot of ways, but he does. He is one of those people. Well, he's one of the few people on the left who is not saying, yeah, Trump voters, bunch of racists. This is white supremacy rearing its ugly head. Right. This is the fear of the white. No, Bernie understands. No, it's a bunch of people who have been lied to for decades by the government. Their their lives around them are crumbling. And all they're getting is, you know, lip service from the right and condescension from the left. And they just want to shake it up and want something new. He understands that. Right. To yeah. his credit. And he's right. He's absolutely right. All this sets up an intriguing backdrop for Sanders' Fox appearance tonight. Fox is Trump's favorite network, and he has a good relationship with some of its hosts. Sanders' appearance on Fox to tell its viewers the president is a pathological liar could provoke one of the president's outraged responses. Bernie is on Fox, what, this is late this afternoon? West Coast time, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Check your local Uh, listings. Check your local listings. Mm -hmm. Your TV guide, which you probably should stop subscribing to. (laughs) Cut down your subscription costs if you didn't subscribe to TV guide. Uh, In his first two months as a candidate, Sanders has gotten off to a fast fundraising start, drawing large crowds and posting impressive showings in early polls, as we all know. Um, Well, and he's already gone through the vetting, the incredible vetting of a presidential race. Yeah, he honeymooned in the Soviet Union. We know his wife was involved in some sort of hinky land deal or some financial transaction. Look a little weird. All that stuff is already out. Right now, he's four years older, and he was ancient the last time. Um, Good yeah. for Bernie though. Going on Fox, it's not scary to go on Fox and oh, talk please. to Brett Bear. Are you kidding? God, do, do they do these candidates watch Fox? Well, that's not what it's about. No, it's about. It's- what it signals to your uh, your crowd. Well, yeah, and they're trying to m- marginalize any voice that's left of MSNBC. They're trying to pretend that, well, they're just intellectually vacant and you can't take them seriously. That's a strategy by the Democratic Party. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's dishonest, but so is most politics. The idea that they won't allow Fox to have a debate is just ridiculous. Right. Um, Bernie, so I think those are smart moves from Bernie. Going uh, one, going after Trump supporters, and two, obviously going on Fox and talking to that giant audience, which he'll need a chunk of in the general election if he wants to become president. Mm-hmm. Right, as the Democratic Party treat- comes around to a lot of his positions, and he'll be treated completely fairly on Fox tonight. Sure, of course he will. Be ridiculous to think otherwise. The DNC thinks otherwise. Oh, you can't have a Democratic debate on Fox. They're just a bunch of crazy people. No, again, they know exactly what they're doing. They know exactly what Fox News is. Not not, not the opinion shows, but the news shows. They know they're perfectly credible and solid, but they don't want to give Fox any more weight. They're afraid of it. I, I would guess we're going to have highlights of Bernie on Fox tomorrow's show. That'd be my guess. Oh, yeah. More on the bum explosion? West Coast bum explosion, that's right. Uh, homelessness, junkies, people living in their cars, RVs, it's just, it's, it's an epidemic. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. 
Available right now via the iHeart app and iTunes. Our two new podcasts. Armstrong and Getty, one more thing. That's our daily after show podcast. And Armstrong and Getty Extra Large featuring our interviews of the most interesting people in the world. Subscribe today via the iHeart app or iTunes. Or wherever podcasts are given away for free. Because we're stupid. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Oh, it's tax day. Federal government's going to take in about $3.3 trillion. <laughs> taxes! Beautiful, lovely taxes! Aha! 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 Of course, the government is planning to spend $4.7 trillion. So we're taking in $3.3 trillion, going to spend $4.7 trillion. Wow. That's a problem, you see. So many of us will be working till May just to pay our federal and state tax bills. And then they'll outspend that by a significant percentage. Yeah, there you go. Very good. <laughs> you know, someday, I don't know, when we've given up on gaining an audience, we could just bore people to death with a long discussion of why this country was not designed as a democracy. It's an incredibly unpopular point of view these days. Uh, because the founding papas knew, and really all political philosophers know, if you... Let the mob decide. The mob will make terrible decisions. The closer you get to real democracy, the more dangerous it gets. Well, you know, we're living that out. Uh, So, uh, total change of topic, though. The West Coast bum explosion that we've been talking about for a long time. Now, the homeless problem is a handful of different things. And, again, for those uh, listening across the, uh, the fruited plain... Uh, you cannot believe the cities of the West Coast, how clogged they are with bums and or homeless people. I was driving along the interstate just this weekend and looked over in a green belt area of uh, of one fine city. Mm-hmm. You know, taxpayer paid for finely manicured green belt area with a bike path completely taken over by the homeless population. Right. Several football fields long of tents and garbage. And I understand that neighborhood now has lots of break-ins and ah, lovely. things getting stolen, of course. So, as we've discussed many times, the the homeless situation is a couple of different things, completely different things. And anybody who approaches it as one question, one issue, is just a fool. You have an explosion in junkies. Because the blue states of the West Coast have decriminalized crime. They decriminalized serious drug use and abuse and selling and the rest of it. And so you have thousands and thousands and thousands of junkies who now can live the junkie lifestyle because benefits have gotten so generous. So we got cities full of junkies. Seattle, Portland, San Francisco, Sacramento, San Diego, on and on the list goes. But then you have the, and, and we'll get back to those people in a minute. But you also have, in these blue states, many of which, uh, Cal Unicornia in particular, has had these zero-growth policies. Do we still have that old tape of Jerry Brown saying, you're not going to have your little lawn or whatever? Or is your computer still messed up, Michael? Doesn't It's okay. He, what he was espousing is the zero-growth point of view. Everybody ought to live in a little apartment in a city. And so they haven't built any new water storage and the rest of it for, for generations. Oh, go ahead. 
Uh, the idea of your nice little green grass, getting lots of water every day, uh, that's going to be a thing of the past. Yeah, that's uh, the drought thing, which was the crisis that he didn't want to let go to waste. But So you've got your zero growth thing. You've got mind-blowing taxes and fees to build any housing. you got regulations that keep you from building any anyway. And so wouldn't we just find out only a third of people can afford the median house in Cal Unicornia now? So you've got the bums on the one hand, the junkies and bums, and then you've got people who just can't afford to live in California, for instance. And so you got this big crisis in the Bay Area, California, Berkeley, California, which is, it sits cheek bajowl by Oakland, right across the Bay from San Francisco. If you're not familiar with the local geography, they passed this ban on overnight RV parking. The problem is they have hundreds of people living in RVs. Now those people are heading to Oakland, and Oakland's saying, well, wait a minute, what are we going to do with them? And so they've got this giant crisis of just people who are living in their cars, in their trucks, in their RVs, and what to do with them, and where to let them park, and commissions are being convened, and they're thinking of opening, like, big RV lots, and having people park there with basic services, just as that's the new housing plan in California. It's unbelievable. So that's one issue, and there are all sorts of different aspects to that that I I think are super interesting, but we really don't have time. Oh, I I will tell you this. Listen to how crazy this is. Berkeley, California, has had a 17% increase in homeless just in the last three years, and 43% increase since 2009. 43% in the last decade. Right. Then you look at Oakland. That sounds about right. Where are the numbers on Oakland? Um... Ah, oh, where the heck did I lost it? Oh, Oakland has had a 26% increase in homeless since 2015. A quarter just in the last few years, including the RV dwellers, but a heck of a lot of bums and junkies, too. If you live in a part of the country where this hasn't happened yet or is not increasing at this rate, keep in mind the experiment has been done. Oh, if yeah. you offer more services as a compassionate way to try to fix this problem, you will end up with many, many, many more homeless people. Yes, it does not eliminate homelessness. It causes it to surge where you are, which is, you know, the main reason we're we're talking about this. But listen to this, would you? San Francisco International Airport, SFO. They're struggling to deal with an astonishing number of homeless people, whether they be junkies or whatever, who arrive every single night... At SFO, seeking shelter. They ride the Bay Area Rapid Transit, the BART trains, every night to the airport, figuring they can hang out there. And uh, in February alone, there were almost 1,200, well, 1,139 uh, calls to the cops saying, hey, you got to come deal with these people. 40 times a day. Night after night? Night after night. The cops have to deal with bums at SFO 40 times a day. There were a dozen contacts a day two years ago. So that's more than tripled. As this this self-made, to to a large extent, crisis just engulfs uh, Cal Unicornia, where realism goes to die. And if a policy makes you feel good in your heart, you advocate it, you pass it, and then you just close your eyes and ears and pretend like there are no repercussions, which is why I call the state Cal Unicornia. There is no realism. This is just unbelievable. I mean, it was bad five years ago, and it's exploded since. Where this goes next will be so fascinating to follow. 
Because it can't go on. Well, no, I can't. Marshall had a story uh, earlier in the show about uh, the number of people taking their kids to the emergency room yep. for swallowing things has, uh, has really gone up a lot. We're thinking it's more parents are just taking their kid to the emergency room than they used to, not the amount of swallowing. It's hard to imagine that kids are swallowing more stuff than they used Toddlers to. Toddlers have just become ravenous for inanimate objects lately. Nobody knows Inedible why. objects. Exactly. Anyway, we got this. I remember my uh, grandfather saying when my kid swallowed a quarter... If she craps out two dimes and a nickel, then you worry. <laughs> Hilarious! <laughs> a quarter, that's a little big to swallow. Yeah. You know who's got to get on this toddler swallowing issue is Eric Swalwell. <laughs> he ought to call himself <laughs> Eric Swallowell. He's running for president, don't you know? He's yeah, a he congressman of exactly zero note, again from California. So was Mayor running, Pete. Who is... Uh, yes, you're right. Well, is a mayor a congressman? No, but Mayor Pete was of zero note. <laughs> Mayor Pete was of zero note before right. uh, before he threw in. Right. Yeah, you know what? Granted, Mayor Pete has distinguished himself, at least to some extent, although there are rumblings that there are scandals that will soon be uncovered as the brutal vetting of the presidential process takes place. And, and you're we'll trying to we'll spread them as fast as no, you can. I, no, I just think it's interesting that the story is political reporters know this stuff, but they like him so much, and they like his candidacy so much. He's a progressive gay man. They love him. Well, I'm sure that always happens. So they're sitting on these damaging stories, and that, I believe. Yeah, I don't know, though. I don't know. The media really, really likes uh, the chaos. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, Trump Twitter bombing Nancy Pelosi's alleged lack of control in the House. Which religious group is now the largest in the nation? And Tiger's Triumph. Coming up. Tiger's Triumph. Who was triumphant? All on the way. He's uh, lost a lot of hair over the years, hasn't he? Me too. Me too, by the way. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. My appliances revolted against me over the weekend. It's odd. Yes. I'm not exactly sure what's going on. The washing machine started, <laughs> blue smoke started pouring out of it. It doesn't usually? It's leaking oil. <laughs> Which was just a... I assume you have a gasoline-powered washing machine. That was just so they wear out and you got to get a new one situation. But then the refrigerator quit when we just... It always happens when you've just gone to the grocery store oh. and packed it absolutely full of stuff. And it went south on me. Although I did manage to install a new fan motor in it, so I was very proud of myself for doing that. But oh, that's strong. It works fine now. Cost a, to- cost a total of $99 with $0 in labor because I work for free. Right. Wow. Nice job. How'd you know it was the fan? Yeah. You know? Googled it. YouTubed it. I actually said to uh, A1 Appliance, where I, I buy my stuff, um, I said, I'm going to keep doing business with the little guys because I called him up and said, you know, this is what's happening. He said, it's probably this. Look at this. It's probably this. Told me the motor, told me how to put it in. Yeah. And I said, that doesn't happen at the big box stores. I would not get that. Here, here. Well said. So, yeah. A1 appliance. There's something, well, That's I'm a not, high rating. <laughs> there is something to be said on a lot of different things yeah. for the, the, the little brick and mortar. Sometimes oh, yeah. it's very helpful. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. News now with Marsha Phillips. Well, President Trump says Democratic House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is being led by controversial Minnesota Congresswoman Ilham Omar. Trump tweeting this morning. 
before Nancy, who's lost all control of Congress and is getting nothing done, decides to defend her leader, Representative Omar, she should look at the anti-Semitic, anti-Israel, and ungrateful U.S. hate statements Omar has made. She is out of control, except for her control of Nancy. That's some uh, that's some aggressive trolling. Nancy won't fall for that. You know, we've the- got a clip about a Rahm Emanuel talking to that sort of thing coming up later about don't swing at every pitch. Right. right. And that's what mm-hmm. Donald Trump does. He throws a lot of yep. crazy pitches, and most of the politicians, most of the Democrats, swing at him every time. That whole we're going to bring refugees to sanctuary cities thing, oh, my gosh, he couldn't have gotten a bigger overreaction of that. And you know how much just trolling you. Of course, you know how much time he spent on actually making that happen? Zero! <laughs> Top of his head. <laughs> and then the White House said, well, we're not really... But then the outrage grew, and Trump was like, I've done it again, and he doubled down on it. Yeah. It's <laughs> just trolling. <laughs> a policy that's been called uh, immoral and horrific. And, oh, stop it. Legal scholars don't think it can sp- it's legal. Yeah, yeah, no, they he's know. Not, he has no interest in doing it. <laughs> Pelosi also wants Trump to take down a video tweet of images of the 9-11 attacks alongside comments Omar made about the civil rights of Muslims in America in her reference to those attacks. Here was founded after 9-11 because they recognized that some people did something and that all of us were starting to lose access to our civil liberty. Some people did some things. Yeah, they killed thousands of people horribly in the name of Islam. Yeah, that's what they did. So that was wildly and inappropriate. And CARE is an awful organization. Yeah. She's holding them up as the, the standard for protecting Muslims. Well, right. they might be uh, protecting Muslims, but they're also not, they're not, they're an anti-American group. Yeah, the, uh, they are uh, like the Southern Poverty Law Center. They are taken as some sort of uh, authority or higher plane power by a lot of the media, and that's absolutely inappropriate in both cases. The federal government was desperate to build connections with Muslim America after 9-11, and the FBI, among others, were working with various Muslim groups in order to build bridges and you know increase understanding, that sort of thing. And they... Worked with CARE for a while, then dropped working with them when they realized that they were not what they seemed to be and they couldn't be trusted. So she says that yeah. about 9-11, refers to it as some people right. did something. Trump sends a bunch of Twin Towers pictures from 9-11, right. tweets them out in an effort to get reaction, which he did. And then a bunch of Democrats were on the Sunday shows yesterday having to say, no, I don't agree with what she said because Trump made it a bigger news story. Mm-hmm. That's what his goal was. Yeah, I don't, I don't love the president tweeting that. I don't think that's his job. Um, but, uh, again, he's just whipping stuff up. The designation of no religion leads in a survey of Americans' religious identity for the first time coming out ahead of Catholics and evangelicals in the general social survey. In that survey, 23.1% of Americans said they had no religion followed by Catholics at a little less than 23% and Evangelicals at 22%. Now, the people who say they have no religion are made up of atheists, agnostics, people who say they're spiritual, and those who are of no specific organized religion in particular, but they all share a rejection of organized religion. There's been a 266% rise in Americans claiming no religious affiliation since 1991. Just since 91? Yep. 
But you gave the numbers for Catholics and evangelicals, right? Yes. Uh, I'd assume the mainstream Protestant number Protestant number is quite high, too. So you've got a very large majority of people being of the Christian faith in general. Yes, that's correct. Tiger Woods won his first Masters since 2005. Hey, Dad, wait a second. That's a good point. That's a skewed way to look at it. That's a very skewed way to look at it. No, it's okay in, you know. The number has grown of people saying no religion, but to then divide out Christian into eight different things so that you get the numbers small enough so you can have that headline is ridiculous. What's the point of that? Well, I guarantee that poll doesn't separate, for instance, Sunni and Shia Muslims, I'm guessing. So, yeah, that is... That's uh, a ridiculous... That, that is ridiculous. Well, the that numbers is, are a, interesting. The conclusion's ridiculous. That's a political agenda, that headline. Good Lord. I'm glad you caught that. I must be sleepy or something. That is ridiculous. Tiger Woods won his first Masters since 2005 and his first major since 2008. Woods puts it in. And in! He has it all! Tiger is back! Tiger is back on top. Hey, it's uh, it's Tiger. In the oh, that's do, right. Do me a favor, take <laughs> take my name off your phone. I'd forgotten. How did we? Yeah. How did we get the phone calls? Do we still have that? Uh, did one of the porn girls release that? Yes. Yeah, she was suing him or trying to become famous or something. So the night yeah. the night he got clubbed with the golf club, yeah, yes. was because his wife found the phone. Yes. With the messages and everything, yeah, I'll from from one of the girlfriends, and yeah. Tiger had called the girlfriend one. and said, "Hey, take my number <laughs> off your phone." Blah 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 blah. Right. Yeah. 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 But that, that was quite the exciting story there for a while. Ten years ago. Yeah. Um, so if yesterday was the yeah. high point of his of his, do you think life or golfing career? Might have been the high oh, point of his life. It depends yeah. how you look at it. Yeah, I mean, and yeah, it depends how you look at it. But yeah, certainly close to it. I wonder what yeah. the low point was. The trying to back out of the driveway and getting clubbed with the golf? That's fairly low. Probably when his wife left with his little children. I'd say that's pretty low right there. Because mm-hmm. he thought that he, the superhero, could probably fix everything still until she walked out. Right. There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Yeah, that would, that would, be, that would be awful. That would be unbelievably awful. But then when all the stories came out of what his lifestyle was like and was out there for him... For everyone and his kids to be aware of, that mm-hmm. probably wasn't a, any walk in the party, park either. Right, right. Yeah, his kids, thankfully from his perspective, were so small at that point. I don't yeah. know that they didn't comprehend it. But uh, yeah, that's a, that's a bad way to be. Oh. International joke. Reap slash sow. Exactly, exactly. But after four back surgeries and however many knee surgeries and not being sure he could even swing a golf club anymore a couple of years ago to... Be the best golfer in the world. That's a, it's amazing. Would I be guessing correctly, Michael, that you decided to find that song that took the Name phone calls off your phone? I sure did. Took the clips of Tiger Woods calling his uh, his girlfriend. I was going to use the worst term. Yep. And they turned it into a song. Sounds something like this. We'll play a little bit. Of Yeah, when people are writing songs around your phone messages, 
Okay. Here's the amen corner of his relationship, friends. <laughs> the azalea line fairways of the dissolution of his marriage. God, I'd forgotten that. That was, that was a bigger deal than I even remembered. Yeah, it was wild. And the phone calls came out. And, yeah, International like quadrillion dollar superstar. Laden. To wait. Did he lose a whole bunch of endorsements and stuff? Oh, yeah. 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 And or they were suspended. We're reconsidering our relationship. (laughs) Well, in the wake of all of that and his injuries and everything, Nike got out of the golf business. They don't make clubs and balls or anything anymore. Oh, really? They're just clothes now. Hmm. Yeah, back to clothes and shoes. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. That's right. It's a pitch, yeah. and you don't throw it ever. And yeah. what he is doing is throwing little stuff in the bat. Yeah. Throwing the yeah. in the dirt. That's right. right. Every tweet is a pitch, like in a baseball game. Yeah. Says Rahm Emanuel, the guy who helped Barack Obama get elected. You don't have to swing at every pitch. And as Chris Christie said in the background, there a lot of them are in the dirt, and you still swing. Wow, wow. Like we're going to send illegals to the sanctuary cities. So the pros both agree on that. The media people in the room are like, oh, shut up, shut up. That's our business model. We're not going to pass on anything. Maybe later in the show we'll have Rahm Emanuel explain the landscape for presidential politics right now and what Trump's doing and what the Democrats are trying to do. And I thought it was really insightful. Um, and uh, you can see how Barack Obama ended up president because he, he was really good and the people around him were really, really smart. It's usually the way it works. Hey, it's tax day. Um, isn't that exciting? <sighs> and the, so the federal government going to take in about $2.9 trillion in uh, income taxes, all added up to with payroll and everything else. So around <laughs> taxes, beautiful, lovely taxes. <laughs> so it all adds up to about <laughs> three. Note to self, start laughing like that. <laughs> <laughs> So it all adds up to about $3.3 trillion. The government spends well over $4 trillion. Wait a minute, Jack. That math doesn't work at all. They'll pile up ruinous debt and make the next generation pay mind-boggling taxes to pay it. Nobody would do that. So what are we... Ah! What are we spending our money on? Big chunk of it's on what they call human services. A broad category that includes social insurance, other health programs, education aid, and veterans benefits. Yeah, that's the vast majority of the benef- of the uh, the budget is entitlements. That chunk of money there that I just mentioned was one percent of our uh, GDP during World War II. It's now uh, in the mid-teens, about seventeen percent. Wow! So that's just a different country. Yep. Now, maybe you think that's a good thing. The country was, you know, cruising along, surviving. Beating back the Nazis. Et cetera, et cetera. That's just a different country that does that. I and, hear Trump's like Hitler, by the way. I read that. Mother Jones. <laughs> I'm not a fan of Hitler. New York Times. One more note on that. Besides human services, so that's all the entitlement programs, and national defense, which is a, a chunk, right? 
The next biggest category, interest on our debt, because we spend more than we take in. Ah, Jack, and that hasn't even yet begun. We're continuing to pile up debt, and interest rates are as low as they were, will ever be in any of our lives. Well, when those interest rates double to, say, 6%, which is still historically quite low, or 7%, we'll say, uh, you're going to see that number in the federal budget explode the percentage of it we spend just to service our debt. Well, and it's as incredibly unwise. As individuals or family knows, families know if you've ever gotten yourself into any kind of debt, credit card debt or something like that, you can do all the other adjustments you want. That one doesn't go away. Mm-hmm. That one doesn't change. Nope. So we could cut back on defense spending. We could we could cut way back on our entitlements. We could do all kinds of different things, but that debt amount is just going to keep on keeping on. Right. You right. still have to pay that. The last thing any sane society would do would be to continue to pile it on. That's why democracy doesn't work. Democracy doesn't work. A republic can work. But, you know, all these pleas for democracy from the left especially, and it's so incredibly out of fashion to say this, and I understand that, but it doesn't matter. I don't care. Um, It doesn't work. You can't ask the mob what we ought to do. You can absolutely... Ask the mob what we ought to do and then have responsible people. How about if you're hunting Frankenstein? Is that a good time to ask the mob what they want to do? Well, in that case, the mob might be right. Pitchforks, torches, hunt them down. Uh, but, yeah, the, the mob is a poor uh, governing body. Uh, you know what? I don't know. I've, I've kind of given up on this stuff. I'll continue to preach, I suppose, out of sheer stubbornness, but uh, ship has sailed. So, Jack, you remember the Jussie Smollett uh, case in Chicago where he faked up an attack by uh, Trump supporters. What was the bleach angle of it? Like, we don't think you should be black, so we're putting bleach on you? It's just a chemical attack of some sort. Okay. Just a a little extra touch, a little creative touch there by the professional thespian. If I was going to fake up an attack, I wouldn't want people to pour bleach on me. Yeah, just a little bleach won't hurt you. But, um... He should have uh, waited a month and gone to San Francisco. Here you've got uh, 30-year-old, what's his name, Lior Berglund, um, who's an Oregonian, uh, then San Franciscan. He was allegedly standing outside a roller skating event in a MAGA hat when somebody swatted his hat off, which is assault and, and not cool at all. Mr. Berglund, who is uh, a bit quirky himself, pulled out a sword, thinking this was an episode of Game of Thrones, apparently. He had a sword on him. Yes, he did. Okay. And he whipped it out and uh, badly slashed uh, the hat squatter's left hand, causing him to gush blood, apparently. Um, they, they ended up tracking him down and arresting him, I think, the next day or a couple of days later. His bail was set at $1 million. Uh, so, uh, this guy, uh, has a history of pulling knives on people. He's absolutely a wackadoo, but you can't be knocking people's hats off. No, no. You get stabbed because you knock some guy's hat off. Man, you shouldn't have knocked somebody's hat off. This guy's a nut job. There's no doubt of it. Judging by his sword history. guy, sword guy. Yes. Um, Oh, breaking news. We have breaking breaking news. Breaking news, Michael. donkey. This is the biggest of breaking news. Sean Flatbrander on the highway. Billy White has passed. No, stop it. No? No. The Mueller report release is expected to be Thursday, says the Justice Department. Thursday, the day of reckoning. Betty White is perfectly fine. <laughs> You're sick. 
I mean, as far as we know, we don't have like a direct contact to her people. We need a red phone like the president has with Russia. It goes to Betty White. So it's I'm not a white phone. <laughs> exactly. It must be a white phone. Just so, give me a signal when you're done. So there's, it's hard to root for anybody in this uh, the sword story, but stop knocking people's hats off. You deserve to be punched in the face, no doubt. There's no need to go Game of Thrones on that guy. But a, a nice a, a shot to the jaw, I think, is perfectly appropriate. And I'm a man who abhors violence. Back to the breaking news. Um, so the Mueller report comes out on fr- uh, Thursday. Thursday, Jack. Thursday, according to the Justice Department. I hope it comes on. I actually hope it comes out after we're off the air. Because if it comes out while we're on the air, I mean, because everybody's going to be reading through it as fast as they can. It's 400-some pages. Trying to find the most exciting phrase that, that, that uh, condemns the president. Well, right. The early reporting on it will be <clears throat> terrible. Yes. I mean terrible. Absolutely. <laughs> That's what I'm here for, and I'm looking forward to it. In fact, You're the, dreading it. I can't wait. I'm guessing the early several days of it will be terrible, because you'd probably have to, one, be a lawyer, and two, read the entire thing to balance this nugget against that nugget, mm-hmm. and this part against that part, to figure yeah. out what's going on there. And... I would guess that plenty of cable news lawyers have already written their <laughs> their summary and are going to go with it no matter what. And clearly, just, this right. shows obstruction of justice, or clearly it doesn't. Right, Dave. Depending on your point of view. Structured the story so there are room for there's room for three quotes or so, and they'll plug those in and then hit send. <laughs> Meanwhile, cable news, which is committing suicide right now, is uh, analyzing the hell out of this thing before they've even seen it every single day. Mm. Practically every hour of every Good day. times. Yeah, please. Boy, if you're still watching that stuff all the time, do yourself a favor and cut it out. It's just it's dumb, for one thing. I mean, they're smart people, but what they churn out is just dumb. It's no way to live your life, son. I'm thinking about Monday or Tuesday of next week would be the best time to check in on the Mueller report. I'm thinking about getting a sword. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty Show.